Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Volume. Hello, everybody, and welcome in to a brand new episode of Snaps, your favorite daily college football podcast. I'm one of your hosts, E-Bob Bear, joined as always by QB1, my wonderful co-host, Mr. Aaron Murray. Aaron, what's up, man? How are we feeling today? What's going on? Another beautiful sunny day, and the Pac-12 brilliant. is slowly dying. So I'm, I'm, you know, we'll, we'll break it down some more today, but just puts a smile on my face, I guess. I'm just an asshole. What a what a weird yeah. and negative, what awful an way to start the show. I know. Just celebrating yeah. the death of a of a, of a conference uh, that was once beloved. Mm. Uh, what just because you though? can't relate to it because you're was not from it? the West Coast? I'm sure if yeah. you grew up on the West Coast and you're a fan of college football, yeah, you got some positive memories with the Pac-12. There were some good times in there, man. There's been some good Pac-12 championships. What percentage of people in Pac-12 and, and Pac-12 world, the West Coast, a la California? actually have any idea that they're about to lose the Pac-12. So I get it what you're getting at, but for the people that doesn't care, it doesn't make it any less upsetting. So I feel you. It arguably is not a large number of people. Uh, The Mm -hmm. West Coast are not exactly your college football P1s, but there are people out there who are going to be upset about the Pac-12 dying. Look at our guy, Clint Moses. Because, like, okay, what happened to the Beavers, right? The Oregon State Beavers been awesome. You know, they, 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 they've really started to flourish here home. as of late. But I don't know. Will they? If, if, if you're talking about a big four where there's going to be 16-team conferences and already looks like they're beginning to take shape, um, which we're about to get into here in a second, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's – I just don't understand why you have become so bloodthirsty for the death of the mm. Pac-12. Like, I too mm. can accept it as an eventuality, but I don't know that I want to sit here and champion it. Like, I'm not pissing on I, them as they're sitting here dying like you appear to be. 
No, 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 no. I am, I am in favor. I said it yesterday for another reason. This is just another reason to kind of the cherry on top. I want 2024 to be the future of college football. That's why I want yeah. this thing. I want the ball to get rolling. I want the first of the 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 first of the dominoes already fell last year. USC UCLA leaving the Pac-12, going to the Big Ten next season. That was the first domino. Next domino most likely is going to be Oregon Washington. Next domino is probably going to be Colorado and Utah. Like it's just. I don't want it to be a two-year thing. I want it to be this summer, it happens, 2024, Big 12 is the Big 12, Big 10 is the Big 10, SEC is the SEC, ACC is the ACC, and we're done with it. So that's the only reason why I'm pushing the narrative right now is I don't want this thing to drag out. I want it to happen here in the next two months. Look, I feel you in that if the four corners fall, right, which is what we're going to start today's show on, prime to the Big 12, but the four corners in the Pac-12, uh, we've talked about it before on the show, it's what the Big 12 is targeting, and it's Colorado, it's Arizona, it's Arizona State, and it's Utah. Um, two of those feel very exciting right now, and Arizona Arizona State bring a lot of value outside of football and always with the potential to be pretty good in football if you can get at least Arizona State maybe. If you can get the right uh, person there, Arizona could be interesting. It, whatever the point is, if I feel you, like if the four corners fall and they join the Big Twelve, yes, there is definitely something more numerically pleasing about four conferences as opposed to five. And at that point, you would have a sixteen-team Big Ten, you'd have a sixteen-team SEC, a sixteen-team Big Twelve, and then what would the how many teams are in the ACC right now? Do you know off the top of your head? ESPN commentator Aaron Murray. 12. Correct? Okay. Pretty sure 12. So Pretty I guess in a weird world, is maybe that where uh an Oregon State 14. finds its way? Does Oregon I'm 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 not oh so they already have 14. Um so I feel you like that 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 would seem to make more sense, but this idea of I want college football to be as it's going to be, I think is another somewhat fundamentally flawed concept and we'll discuss that today when we talk about nick saban uh because as we are learning more and more college football is always going to be evolving the only constant is going to be change especially in this new era so you may say oh i just wanted to get it to how it's going to be and i feel you it's the 2024 team but there's still going to be constant uh movement and i you know i i can't pretend to know how this is all going to play out so let's start with colorado and coach prime um oof Clint Moses says Oregon State doomsday scenarios. Uh, the narrative that you end up in the sky. That would be awful. We don't need to go. No, no, Matt, Matt, Clint Three Moses. Uh, Oregon State. Oregon State to the Mountain West. It's okay. You go to the Mountain West. It's a good, good group of five conference. But I mean, that's that's a good point. Like, you feel like if, an asshole. If 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 the the the, the Pac-12 does kind of go bye bye and the Big Twelve. You know, listen, you can't just take everyone. Like, you, you just can't grow to grow. I mean, there has to be enough money to go around that the current members aren't upset. There has to be a value to adding more schools. Does Oregon State maybe add value? I don't know um, from, from a financial standpoint. So there may not be room for them. And there may be a situation where you should see teams like that move to a group of five conference. I mean, I don't know yeah, I mean, to be clear, I don't think the Big Ten, the Big Ten got USC and UCLA. So I don't know if they need any other 
West Coast, even if you're talking more about, well, I mean, they're going to take Oregon and Washington. Yeah, especially if they get Oregon and Washington. Yeah, then they're going to have no need, unfortunately, for Oregon State. And and it's the same reason why they're targeting these different geographic areas with the four corners. If the Big 12 does get the four corners, uh, you are talking about the first you want to talk about uh, entering a, a an age of mega conferences. That would be the first college football conference with teams in all four time zones. So the Big 12 would actually be the most national of any of the college football conferences. Why are we talking about all of this? Because it is now being reported on um, just how deep these Colorado talks have been, which we always were kind of rumored. I don't know that we had confirmation, though, until these last couple of days when it came out and is being reported by CBS as well as others, that Colorado has been in substantive talks with the Big 12 about joining the league. Um, They've been having face-to-face meetings, Aaron, over uh, the course of several months. And even to the point where we now know the detail, that at least, that's being reported that Colorado would immediately get an equal media right share of $31.7 million beginning in 2025. Why that is significant BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF, the teams that joined this year uh, do not get that full share immediately. Right? So it kind of shows you that they're coming from different areas of leverage and negotiation like those other schools are going to get it over the course of a couple of years they'll get up to full member status whereas to get and it really shows you like what Deion sanders alone has done for the colorado brand right because yep. you would have like i would really love to see what the interest level would be in colorado if Dion were not there would you be going so far as to guarantee them no. these things like a full share? Would you care if you're talking about a 111 Colorado? So already we mm. once again see the benefits of having Coach Prime as the figurehead of your school. Well, he he is he has reshaped the future of Colorado football. Like there's someone in the comments said that you know Colorado won't be good this year. Or more, uh, B Morale said Colorado is going to be bad this year. I, I, they're not going to be. Worse than they were last year, I'll tell you that. Like they, they ain't gonna yeah. be one in eleven, <laughs> True. you know. So like you can't be much worse. So I, I do think this is a team that is, I would say, four to five wins is a good spot for them, which is a huge improvement from last season. And if you get four or five wins in his first year, as you continue to rebuild this, as he's already doing a great job doing that, essentially wiping out the entire roster, bringing in a new roster of four and five star guys. They're doing great in the recruiting trail right now. Then you throw in the fact that you're going to be in the Big 12 on top of that. Colorado, to me, I don't know what it is. They feel more like a Big 12 team than a Pac-12 team. And I think it's yes, a good move 100%. for them. Obviously, yeah, it, it just feels like a Big 12 team. So I think there's a smart move. And it's, it goes back to what you said. The Dion effect is real. It has, been, it, is, it has touched every single aspect of that program from the fan base to dollars for NIL opportunities, dollars when it comes to ticket sales, recruits, and now possibly moving to a new conference and even more money for the university. Um, he, he, he is worth every damn penny that they have paid him to get him to the, be the head coach of Colorado. Yeah, yeah, they're more relevant than ever. I mean, when we yep. talk about them, our numbers go up. And we are a you know somewhat like kind of regional SEC mainly college football show. Now we have big plans 
to expand that. And obviously, I give you your corn hub kernels as often as we can. And we have more corn hub kernels mm. coming today. But I like the idea of what you're talking about um, and that what Colorado feels like. Because I agree, they just seem to fit into the Big 12 better. You know who else does? Um, Utah, honestly, right? Would you yeah. not rather see Utah going toe-to-toe with TCU and uh, you know all these other Big Twelve students because I, I I feel like that sounds way more fun uh, than what they're doing currently. Arizona Arizona State maybe feel a little out of place, but I think in other sports um, you're going to see benefits there. Look, all I know is if you do add those four, that's a great league, and the Big Twelve has it's won great league after they be- after after being stabbed in the back, left for dead, bleeding out on the ground, begging the Pac twelve to save them. The Big 12 sutured themselves up like John Wick style, just kept dragging their broken body along, and now they are back on top, and they look like they're well, it's, a, it's a cultural thing. Well, it, yeah. it, it, is, it, is, it is the Big 12 football just means more to that region, and that's, that's plain and simple. Like you, have two, you, have, you, had, you had two conferences on life support. You had the Pac-12 who lost their, you know, two of their bigger brands, especially USC when it comes to, to football, in their, their biggest market in Los Angeles. The Big 12 loses their two major brands or two of the biggest brands in college football in Texas, Oklahoma. The yeah. kind of discussion was, could either of them survive this loss? Could either of them would even make it to the new 2024 forging of, of college football? And the Big 12 kind of put it together, figured it out, and, and it's making it happen right now. But I think it's because of the group of people that live in those states and football just means something to them. I started the show by talking about the death of the Pac-12. Part of the reason is, and the one of the main reasons why they're not getting a TV deal is because people don't watch Pac-12 football. There isn't that love, that desire to show up and fill the stadiums. I mean, UCLA, you made fun of me the other day about UCLA, T-Bob. UCLA was having one of their better years they've had in the past decade, and they had 15,000 people in the stands in the most historic stadium in America with a really good football team that was on the on, on, on the map when it comes to possibly contending to win for a Pac-12 championship, they could barely get 10, 15,000 people in the stands. So like, yeah. it's, it's, it's not the Pac-12's fault necessarily, it's the fans' fault. They're the ones that are killing the conference. The Big 12 fans are still showing up to games. Yes, culturally, there is a major difference, obviously, between the South and the West Coast and the Southwest and and, and caring um, about football. I wonder is hmm. I mean, but but then there there, I guess actually, I was going to say there's time disadvantages because when you have to play the game, well, so that's actually the one thing. Yes. But that is the one thing that also that is also ironically the Pac-12's greatest strength is that you get Pac-12 after dark, where even if it's not the most exciting game, you're still going to at least do X amount of numbers, you know, a milli or two, simply because there's no other college football on at at the time. Um, Look, it's unfortunate. I was of the opinion when we had the article a few months ago where Arizona school president was out here talking about how a deal's about to get done, and it's probably better than you think. I was of the opinion that maybe we were wrong and the Pac-12 was going to pull their own Hail Mary, but with these recent Colorado reports, they appear dead in the water. So we will, uh, we'll, we'll have to see over time. So that's some of the news in the air. Uh, Dion and Prime, you know, Prime in Colorado. By the way, again, if you are a fan, if you're a college football sicko and you, you love the sickos committee, just remember there is no bigger sicko game than Nebraska-Colorado to start the season. 
two objectively awful programs that sold we will out. be locked into, sold out, packed house, great. It's, it's going to be so sick, too. Uh, Let's go Buffalo. Wait. Live on Let's Jeffy go both. On Fox. Bo- both Colorado. Uh, it's, it's, the big new, it's the big noon kickoff? Correct. Week mm. one and week two, big noon Colorado games, TCU and Nebraska. Wow. I mean, wow. prime, dude. Prime. You know, you know when prime time is? Whenever prime is playing, okay? That's prime time, literally, as we're going to find out this fall. Uh, the SEC meetings are going down in Destin right now. It's a great chance for all these people to go vacation a little bit, kind of get out, little work conference. And it's provided us with a, with a, with a, with a good trickling of news, I would say, right? The battle lines are being drawn in terms of eight or nine game schedule, some of these other topics. Uh, I hated that Kirby Smart called us out yesterday, basically saying he thinks that's the biggest non-topic and that if y'all are having to write about that, that we're down bad. Okay, Kirby, fucking relax, okay? We have content to fill. We are a year-round college football podcast. How about this? How about y'all get your fucking head out of your asses and you go ahead and solidify the nine-game schedule and then we have nothing? to talk about how's that for bulletin board material Kirby well, why, why, why does your like, boy Brian like Kelly just step up in front of everyone and tell me get their head he out of the ass he I did know. he's the only one that right now like like I feel good about that's actually like wants this thing to move in the right direction and it is relevant like you know listen Kirby I love you big guy thank you for the championships but Be careful dude it is a big, <laughs> it is a big deal like people want to know people want an extra game like Maybe it doesn't mean much to you guys for for you know, your scheduling because at the end of the day, it's all all you guys care about is wins and losses. Like I can't blame them for it, but for the average fan, they want to be entertained. This is an entertainment business, and fans want to watch premium product every single weekend. So yes, yeah. it is a big topic for for the general public. They want to know: Are we going to have an opportunity to watch an an extra game every single year that actually means something? And not some BS game against some, you know, Sally Shuttered school that you're going to blow in the first half. So it is a topic. Uh, yeah, I mean, hmm, yeah, but okay, okay. So do you want to know the dirty secret though? Why I kind of agree with Kirby, and I and I really don't want to bring it up yesterday. Mm-hmm. I think I kind of mumbled it. Just that, if anything, we probably just end up with a one-year placeholder, right? And you probably do one more year of eight games, and then in 25 you go to nine. So like I I don't know I don't know we'll 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 wait and see where it goes. The other news that came out yesterday though, imagine this: Nick Saban back in the news once again being soft. Uh, here's some <laughs> quotes from Nick Saban: Name, image, and likeness is a good thing for players to be able to make money, but when it turns into pay for play, now you're getting into a different area. Um, and then he would go on to talk about you know if 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 well. I made a statement years ago and got very criticized for it. Is this what we want college football to become? So now it's kind of becoming that. I don't think it's going to be a level playing field because some people are showing a willingness to spend more than others. Wow. Okay, there's a lot to unpack here. Um, First off, very interesting that Saban would reference the last time he said, is this what we want football to become? When about 10 years ago in October 2012, as spread offenses came into the SEC and Hugh Freeze and Uptempo was beating him, he asked that same question. Is this what we want college football to come? And do you know what the answer is here? Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Uh, the yeah. fans love it. They love spread offense. It is 100% yep. what they wanted college football to become. Yep. So on one hand, interesting to bring it up in that sense. But like, it's th- th- just the fundamental flaw in everything that I just read out of Nick Saban's mouth is the implication that things were ever equal to begin with, that they've ever been mm-hmm. equal. Like this man really set up there and said, quote, I don't think it's going to be a level playing field because some people are showing a willingness to spend more than others. Nick, that is rich. You put a barber shop in your football ops simply because you could, because yes. you had money and needed to spend it on something to attract players. Like, what are we talking about? That is every like everything in life, college football has always rewarded those who are both willing and have the money to spend. So it's not like things are really changing. It's just the latest stage in evolution. The same way that the up-tempo office was just, offense was just the latest stage of evolution. Mm -hmm. So I I just, I don't really understand what Nick Saban's end game is here. It doesn't make any sense to me. No, it went from, you know, who had the bigger shiny facilities and indoor and weight room to now that plus, Obviously, the spending when it comes to NIL opportunities for these kids too. So, like, it, it's just the, it's the next iteration. It's the next thing. Um, he also brought up, I believe, the fact of you know I, I wouldn't mind us getting to almost the NFL model, getting a union, yeah. getting it to an equal playing field where everyone gets paid the same. Essentially, putting these kids almost on salary, where hey, you commit to a, a D one university, uh, Power Five. Here's your salary for the year. Um, I don't know what you would do with NIL at that point because I would still think as like well, the NFL, yeah, you get your salary, but you can still go get a deal on top of that as well. So, like, does that even slow it down anyways? If you're gonna, if you're willing to pay, maybe then the boosters will say, okay, if these kids are getting X amount of dollars, I don't feel like my money needs to go to the players. I'd rather it go to the facilities. I, I don't think that would happen. I still think it'd be the same way though. Yes. No, I mean, you, you, you fucking nailed it, Aaron. Like, like, like you nailed the other big disconnect in all of this. Cause you're right. He goes on to talk about unionized employees, salary caps, which all sounds good on the surface. Right. But as you said, um, salary cap doesn't actually change anything that's going on now. What's funny no. about Saban talking about a salary cap is He's basically exposing the very thing he's decrying. He's decrying pay for play. And yet with him talking about a salary cap, he's telling you that he feels like he is generating the money to pay these players. That although technically it's coming from businesses, that Alabama is in charge. So like, okay, you want a salary cap? That's all well and good. But can you stop players in the NFL from doing commercials? Right. Yep. Like, 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 like you said, like that all a salary cap would do would be money in addition to endorsements. Right. Yep. Like, okay. I, I, yep. I can sign with Alabama. I can get my hundred K under the salary cap, but then is that going to stop uh, the biggest, like the guy that owns Bucky's Texas A&M guy, what's going to stop him from wanting to give $5 million to the number one quarterback in the nation to push buck nuts. Nothing. Like, so so it doesn't actually address the issue at all. All it does is expose that. Yeah. It all is pay to play right now, but like, like boosters and and businesses will always be able to pay these players to advertise. So, so I, I, so even that doesn't really solve the issue at all. No, 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 there's no side the, it was somewhat dirty and about money before now it's just legal and a lot more about money and there's no changing at this point like there's nothing you could do it is it is 
I don't know if it's a crying call to to his boosters because I know he's had some some comments in the past mm-hmm. about it about essentially they're not keeping up with say the A and M's of the world that are willing to spend big time money to incentivize kids in the portal and in in um, high school ranks to come to A and M or Texas or whatever it may be these states that do care about football a ton and do have some deep pockets. You just have to sell a different narrative. And I and listen, it's not Alabama's not hurting in the recruiting trail. They've gotten top transfer kids in. They had the number one recruiting class in America. Like what they're doing now with maybe not as much money as maybe Nick Saban would like on the NIL front is still working. I think at the end of the day, like to me, I think these kids are still smart enough that like I think we do at times overblow NIL where we think these kids are just super, super greedy. Like, yes, there, there are some that just care about the money. I still think if you if you had to do a poll of rank in order why you're going to X university, it would be still one for the football, two would be for the NIL. Mm, I think football still mm, one. I don't think that's true, dude. I don't think that's true. I, th- I think that's very mm. interesting that you say that. I think it's like literally anyone else. I think it's life. different for high school. To, I think it's different from high school to tr- the portal. I think kids in the portal – maybe a little bit more established would say NIL looking to go get a buck. I still think kids in high school are more looking for where can I go play football, play now, get to the NFL. The problem is if they're a beast, this like the best schools are also the ones that will pay the most money. Right. So me and you could watch the same big high school commit commit to Alabama has struggled at NIL. They have struggled with NIL. Uh, I mean, is that true? Sabe was, as Chad's point out, Georgia I mean, has out here too. Bragging about has Bryce. Too. Yeah, that's one player though. Bryce is different. Bryce Georgia, is not Georgia struggled. Georgia struggled with NIL. Not struggle. I'm not. I'm not. Okay, struggling is the wrong world there. Compared They're to not who? struggling to say Texas, who took AD Mitchell to A and M. Yeah. Like there are universities that are spending big, big, big time dollars to get players. And I think Georgia and Alabama are kind of saying Nick Saban and Kirby Smart have the mentality of that's great and all, but we want guys that play football, love football, want to win championships, want to go to the NFL. Like if I'm, if, I'm, 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 I'm gonna need this shit. I'm gonna need this shit. I'm gonna need some hard numbers on this. Cause I do not buy this on a man to man basis. You will always be able to find individual exceptions like a bear Mitchell or an AD or, or bear bear. What's bear, bear Alexander. Uh, or A.D. Mitchell, like like you'll always be able to find because Georgia has so many talented guys that yeah they can have a freshman D lineman that would immediately become the best player on USC's defense, but was like the fifth best player in Georgia's. Like he's not going. So like I I don't know, man. I don't. I think the Georgia. I think Georgia and Alabama are doing just fine. They're doing good. The NIL they're doing front. good. They are. I'm not. I'm not saying they're lacking. Once again, I'm just saying there are other brands that are doing. Better and that is what worries Saban. Which at the end of the day, I don't think it should. I don't. I think there's plenty of great talent out there that could still go to Alabama, maybe take a little bit of a pay cut, and set themselves up better for the future. Which the smart That's kids the would rather do that. I would. I would take. I would take a hundred k at Alabama or Georgia instead of one hundred fifty, two hundred k at A and M. Not two hundred k. Not two hundred k. If you, that, that, well, that's fucking bad business. So you should go to college to get fucking business. smart. 
It's not bad business. Oh, that no. is bad business. Yeah. Yes, it it's is. Not bad business. <laughs> it is. And you, you, we, we, we say bad business. We, 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 applaud, we applauded Sly yesterday for being good business by taking a pay cut from CBS to build the brand of the SEC. And now look what happened. Same True. thing with players. True. You take the pay cut, you go to a place that develops you, and you turn to a first-run NFL draft pick where you get multi-multi-millions of dollars. I would take it's that fair. pay cut to go to Alabama or Alabama or Georgia. That is fair. Um, but you're still getting the 100K. And the first question you're asking yeah. is still, what is the NIL offers? Again, as it should be. One of the first questions you ask getting any job is, what is the number, right? Because that's what's going to determine whether or not I'm going to uproot my family, whether or not, like, it, that's just that's just how the world works. And, and I thought Lane Kiffin had some really good commentary. He's just very honest about everything. He's like, that is what kids care about. It's it's NIL. What am I going to get NIL-wise? That's going to be the first question, no matter what. Used to be facilities. That's what's going on now. I think that's, um, like I said, I think that makes sense. I think it's the same thing I would do. I think it's the same thing 99% of people would do. And although, Aaron, you're right. You're right. I, especially going with Slive yesterday, the example of him. It was a great point. Um, maybe it's not always the most shrewd move to just take the money. But the vast majority of human beings are going to take the 200k over the 100k, and I don't, I don't blame them. I don't think that's bad. I think that again, like, like all this stuff, like going back to what Saban said, right? J Lab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. J Lab is proud to partner with Powerhouse College Athletics. UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches' play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics NIL deals, J-Labs joins the action and connects with 182 million-plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. 
You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Do you love Selena? Like, really love Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Is this what we want college football to be? I don't know what college football is going to be. Who knows? I mean, we have been talking about fundamental changes to the fabric of the game and the foundation itself, like seismic type of changes. What I do know is that college football is going to continue, and I'm going to continue to love it, right? And it'll be better in some ways from my perspective. It'll be worse in some ways from my perspective. And you'll have other people who will view the same things just and interpret them the complete opposite way, right? Um, like, so when Nick Saban says, is this what we want college football to become? The answer is that our wants are irrelevant. It mm-hmm. is what college football is becoming. And college football will become what it is meant to yeah. be. And so at this point, we have to go back to our junior high economics classes and just trust in the invisible hand of Adam Smith, like trust in the market that everybody seeking their own best self-interest will in the end lead to a better overall product. And, and and much like the invisible hand, yes, will it promote corruption, greed, oligarchy? Yeah, absolutely. But it was, it's what leads us to four super conferences. It's what leads us to USC, Ohio State late in November. It's what gives us um, LSU, Texas in October. Like, this is how that all happens. So like everything else in life it changes and it and, and it gets new and you will i guess you just have to hope that in your view it gets better but i know i'll be here for the show no matter what because i love it and i'm not going anywhere so it doesn't really matter what i want college football to be there's no stopping Amen. no there, there, um it's it, it's for coaches too yeah well for nick saban and Dabo and other coaches. I mean, we kind of gave some shade yesterday to Eli Drinkwitz there at Missouri, uh, which really didn't deserve it. You just, you, I mean, as much as you can, just don't talk about it, which is hard because it's going to be a part of every interview you do. But man, you better be positive, positive, positive that, hey, NIL is great. Our kids are getting paid. I love it. Love the fact that kids are getting paid. It's a new college football. And uh, you, you put a damn good twist on it because, you know, like I said, kids still want kids want football. They do want to get paid too, and if they can get both, they're going to get both. Which, according to Clint Moses, CBS Recruit Spending reports that Georgia number one spending four and a half million dollars in their recruiting exit uh, efforts. Michigan well, that's three. different than NIL. That's different I than know, NIL. I, but but that's but the thing is, NIL. the thing is, it's not though. It's yes, the it same is. shit I was just yes, talking about. This idea of Nick Saban being like, now the people who are willing to spend the more are going to win the most. It's always fucking been that way. Nick has always right? spent money on recruiting. Nick has been the best. Exactly. They, they, exactly. Yes. And so it's don't tell me Georgia's struggling in NIL when they're spending more I'm, money on recruiting than anybody else. The university's the spending more paid. money on the university. Yeah. The university 
the university. Oh, no, I get it. I get what you're trying to say. Okay, just make what sure I'm you saying know is this. that functionally, it doesn't matter. Technically, different streams. I get what you're saying, and that money's not going directly into players' bank no. accounts, but it is representative of the overall buy-in from the Georgia um, ecosystem right now. And buy-in is unstoppable because, as we talked about, you have the right general at the helm, and he's leading to a golden age. So, no, George, whoever spins the most will always be the best. It just is. It's, it's like anything else in life, and it's never been any different. It won't be any different, Nick Saban. So, shut the fuck up and play nine games, dude. The hell, Seriously. man! You're the one that's making this so hard for no reason. You can't, You know what he is? You know what he is? Sankey, put your foot down, Sankey. Just make it happen. Let's go. He's getting old. Nick is, he too. He's getting old. You know? He's getting hey, old, man. I, I did this on my earlier show today. Uh, two questions. Over, under, a half championships for Nick Saban in the rest of his career. Over, okay. under, four and a half years um, before he retires. He'll be mm. 72 this October. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine a world without Nick Saban. So I, I, you know, okay. I've been watching a lot of succession lately and <laughs> I'm in the middle of season three. I'm not on the finale. So nobody, please don't spoil anything. If you're in the chat right now, that'd be, <laughs> uh, but God, wow. Okay. Relax. So good. Uh, so good. but, uh, but I am, I am, I am, but, uh, wait, why am I blanking the, the fucking, the, the head man, Kendall's dad. What's the Logan main Roy. Oh, Logan Roy. Logan Thank you. Roy. Oh my God. Um, I feel like Nick Saban, how the characters in that show feel about Logan Roy, where basically it's impossible to imagine a business without Logan Roy, even though all the writing is on the wall. Like I have to go over on the four and a half years for Nick Saban. And I have to go over on the national championship because I've seen him do, I don't care. I don't care. He could be 96. And I would say over, that's my point. He has built himself into a boogeyman, into, into more than, than a, he, I, I don't apply normal rules to Nick Saban. So, no, I think I, I'll go over on both easily. Uh, I'm, going, uh, I'm going under on both. I, I just. That's called wishful thinking right there. Mean, Especially now because what you're not appreciating is that Kirby gave him the juice back, okay? It's like Batman and People the Joker. said that a year right? ago. And this is about the to be his worst team he's Batman. had, I think, maybe this entire time at, at Alabama this year. Perfect. Perfect. Get him even more pissed off. Okay. It's like, they're the two sides of the same coin, right? They need one another. Everybody needs an adversary to push them. Otherwise they get bored. And now Nick Saban has the greatest adversary he's ever had. And it's one of his own creation in a classic tale as old as time, the apprentice becoming the master, the old man getting put out to pasture out back. Can he punch back one more time? We're going to see over these We're next couple see. of years. Um, Give me the but no, I will always bet the over on Nick Saban. I, I hate him. And, and he literally is responsible for the worst single experience and defeat of my entire life. But uh, but I but I do respect him. Unfortunately, what he's built. Now I mean, he needs to play nine games. So. Okay, Nick. Yeah, that's all I'm not. asking for. Um. Uh, did you did you see the Athletics EA Sports article? Uh, where they put together the the greatest all time teams. I don't have a lot to say here, like in terms of taking, which is an awful way to set up the conversation. But I think, yeah. like, if you're listening to this show, uh, I, I think there's Pat probably White a chance. At one. 
Yeah, well, okay, so okay, so no, well, that's the thing about this game, though. That's the thing about the so Chris Vanini did an article on the Athletic, and he looked at the um, uh, uh the the all EA Sports team, right? Thirty years of college football from EA Sports, twenty one titles. Let's put together the best team possible. But Aaron, he didn't do just the highest rated. He did a he did a um you know who was just the hardest to play against, right? So like infamously, Michael Vick in Madden four was unstoppable to the point where it was banned in a lot of homes. Like I know me and my friends, um, cause you know, we had a lot of Falcons fans growing up in Atlanta. Everybody always wanted to do it. We ended up having to like kind of call it. Nobody could be Michael Vick. Well, that's where Pat white comes in because I agree. If you used Pat white in NCAA 09, him, Steve Slayton running the option was unstoppable. It was incredible. Uh, the honorable mentions on the social trail prior to Tim Tebow and Vince Young. Let me guess. I didn't realize Mar- was Marcus Spears that guy at LSU like he was that damn Marcus good? Spears, bro. Marcus yeah. Spears was a fucking beast. Marcus Spears had to a pick six to the house national championship. Nice, yeah, to win the game. Uh, to beat Oklahoma, look at you, cute LSU guys. Oh my god, look at you, cute Tim Tebow guys. Uh, Tim Tebow, though, for what it's worth, the only two-time 99-rated player all-time in both 2010 mm. and Best quarterback of all time. Best quarterback of all time. Uh, Matt Leinert, Andrew Luck both reached 99, but again, they couldn't run, man. And and especially at that time, elite running quarterbacks, like video games, real life, just couldn't really account for them quite yet. Uh, they have Reggie Bush and Derek McFadden as the running backs. Love it. I mean, speaks for itself. Um, who we got at fullback? Uh, some guy from Rutgers, Brian Leonard. Yeah, blocking for Ray Rice. Rutgers. Mm, true, true. Mm. Wide receivers. You got Roy Williams from uh 2004. Who didn't you talk to Roy Williams this last year? Snaps. Uh, I think I was. Uh, that was that, that was Roy Williams of Oklahoma, defensive back. Oh shit. Okay, it was okay because yes. Texas Roy Williams again to go back to LSU. Um. Texas, he won Texas a Cotton Bowl against LSU back in the day. I think it was like 2002, maybe. It was the damnedest thing, dude. He just dominated them. And then they have Rashawn Woods from Oklahoma State. I don't remember Rashawn Woods, actually. Mm-hmm. No. The, uh, the, the, real, the real miss here on this list, the, the one flaw in the article was Crabtree. I thought Crabtree was. Oh, and Texas true. Tech was a was, true because he was so big and his catch radius. Yeah, but what about game. Calvin Johnson? You would think would be that though. I mean, no, Calvin Johnson was an absolute dog as well. But you don't have the QB yeah. to get him the ball. Is the problem in the game? Like you're running mm-hmm. essentially the triple option. So like, no, they weren't running the triple option then when when Calvin was there. But you didn't. You didn't. You didn't have the quarterback that you weren't. They throwing. had ball there. Ball wasn't terrible. He wasn't throwing fifty times a game like Texas Tech was, though, and they're like the heyday yeah. of Mike Leach beating, you know, Texas yeah, at yeah. the peak of Texas. Yeah, shut up. We're not, no, not you, Brum. Um, Aaron, Aaron just tried to claim that Reggie Ball was uh, the reason why you should play with Calvin Johnson. I like Reggie Ball. I'm Reggie Ball saying, was a beat. Brum was trying to think of like they were running triple option back then. They were they were running pro style offense. Um, he wasn't terrible. Offensive lineman, none of y'all are going to give a fuck, but uh, I was happy to see Ben Wilkerson in there, legendary center from LSU, my favorite coach I ever played for, 99 overall on 04. Mm-hmm. Um, you get know, the defense, David Pollock, a 99 back in the day. Yeah. How about it, Aaron, your boy? 
It's he's a stud, man. Jadavian Clowney, uh, fucking nightmare to play against. Ninety nine. Did Jadavian Clowney was he like hard to play against? Was he good in college? Yeah, he was a oof, oof, oof. I've been slung around like a rag doll from Jadavian a couple times. Really? So, but but oh, but yeah. not as bad as Fairly. No, 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 no. Fairly was, Fairly was powerful. Clowney was just the length, the speed, uh, strong hands, uh, but never, never did me dirty. Like, Fairly was dirty. Clowney wasn't. Clowney's a good dude. Fairly <laughs> was a dirty motherfucker. <laughs> He's a dirty little fucker. Oh man! Uh, and then look, I mean, you got Laren. You got whatever. You, you go out of this list. It's fun names. I guess the main thing is it does get you just super, mm. super excited about uh, about what is what is coming next. One interesting thing to note that probably gives um, mm, I'm trying to. Eh, I don't want to say this. Um, that it probably gives ah whatever I don't I don't, I don't know what I'm trying to say it, there there there's a there's a weird rhythm with all this where like early on players rated super high then they get very picky about it around like oh six and then uh or, or no they just started handing out high ratings to everyone and then it kind of trickled back down but whatever I can't wait for this game to come back out um Aaron are you ready for a corn hub kernel of the day give me give me that little kernel baby show me what you got. All right, this is the Corn Hub Podcast, uh, your daily dose of Nebraska football. Uh, this is a podcast that originates out of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm your host, T-Cobb. Husker is not in today. Uh, we are still trying to get Aaron to join the Hive officially. We'll get him in the Hub, don't worry. But uh, we have a couple Nebraska kickoff times, and who doesn't love? A little Friday football. Well, if you do, you can catch Nebraska at Illinois Friday, October 6th, 8 p.m. on FS1. Ooh, little early fall in the air. Friday night, not going to be anything else on. You're not going to be going too crazy, Aaron, because you'll probably be in some city getting ready to call an ESPN game the next day. Grab yourself a whiskey and lock in for Matt Rule versus Burt Belima. That's what I'm talking about, dude. Go. That's going to be fun. Actually, it's even more fun. How about this? No, Friday, November 24th, the day after Thanksgiving, you got a tummy full of tryptophan. You're probably making a little turkey sausage Ooh. gumbo with your turkey stuck. Chances are you got leftover cranberry sandwiches coming your way. And what are you going to take it all, wash it all down with? Iowa at Nebraska. That's right. Noon CBS. Oh, Big 10 on CBS at noon, Hawkeyes versus the Huskers. That is the good stuff. That That is college football personified right there. Look forward. Uh, there's your corn hub, Colonel of the Day. Nice. Can't wait. Can't I will wait. not uh, go in the pool right now. Uh, give me, give me, this is going to be a, Petite Trojan boy situation. I'm gonna have to see a little some something from Nebraska early on the season before I join Cornhub. I'm on the fence. Well, look, they're gonna beat the. I wish I'm not on the fence. I'm on the other side of the fence. I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I'm on the other side. I'm they're going for prime. What no, what if they beat no. the crap out of Colorado? It's not enough. Not enough. You're, it's a one in eleven team you beat. Not enough. I, I need to see you beat a, a competitive football team. 
I kind of feel like Colorado's going to beat Nebraska. They shouldn't. I hope they do. Because Nebraska still had like a bunch of top 20 recruiting classes. Like Nebraska kept recruiting well. They just could never, they just can't develop players. Uh, Matt Rule no. should be able to, we'll, we'll, we'll see. How, that's kind of crazy to really think about is just how much narrative is going to be on the line in that first game. Yeah. I mean, the takes of, you know, Colorado is a disaster. Dion's such an asshole. He, he kicked out all these kids for no reason, blah, blah. Or, oh, my God, Matt Rule's so overrated. Nebraska can't even beat Colorado. Are you who, kidding who, me? Who who will benefit more from week one? I would say Dion from a win. Yes. Bro, Major. to take a 1-11 Colorado to then beating the Big Ten's Nebraska week one would be borderline disastrous for Matt Rule, in my opinion. Mm, I don't think so. What do I you mean? Think so. I don't think, think the so. takes would be kind? What do you think they're going to say after that? Obviously, they're not going to be kind, but I, I would say, like I just said, I think I think Dion would have a harder – the takes would be harder on Dion than Matt Rule. After no, the game, dude, he took no. Yes, no. he took yes. over an infinitely worse situation. I don't care. He, he cleared house. He's doing it his way. Um, I think Matt ruled the excuses. Look at what he's done. Every school year one's not great. Why should this be any different? Year one's not great. NIL. This is building for year two. Il transfer portal. That's why. Yeah, bro. that's why there is no excuse. Uh, no, uh, Darth Janus. My my corn hub name is Teacup. I guys, I know historically rule sucks the first season, but he's not going to be allowed to go three and nine this year. It it just can't happen. You're allowed to get fired. He has a pretty. It's not like he's going to get fired, but I'll I'll be disappointed. Like he should be better than that. Nebraska should be. No, Iowa versus Nebraska is not torture, like dog. That's the good stuff. That is why. Like if if Nick Saban's going to ask fourteen and nine, baby, I can't wait for that game. Yeah, good. That's what Nick Saban wants. That, that's what he wants college football to be. And that's what that at least we'll still have that in an age of having to watch freaking uh, Georgia and Texas with their $7 million rosters going toe-to-toe with one another. Okay? Beautiful. Give me the good Midwest shit. Give me some of that homespun grandma's quilt type of shit because that's what Iowa versus Nebraska is. Um, Clint Moses' rule interview sounds better than Luke Fickle. Yeah, I don't know much about Luke Fickle, to be honest. I know he's very good and he looks intimidating, but like honestly, I you know, I I'll, I'll be interested to see now that he's finally out of uh out of uh group of five. Cincinnati. Is he Cincinnati. yeah, is is he real or not, dude? I think he's real. Um I think so probably too. I mean he brought he got yeah. a he got a Cincinnati team with like multiple NFL first rounders, including Sauce Gardner, and took them to the playoffs. Like, yeah, that's that's pretty damn good. Uh, all right, that'll do it for today's show. Unless anybody has anything else, did I miss anything? No, I think it was right. Yeah, good. We good. Um, hey, check it out again. Remember, Monday we are launching the new Snaps YouTube channel. And whether you're watching live on YouTube or listening to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, ready to review it. Uh, we want your help. We're going to be pushing it hard, y'all. We're going to have content immediately up day one. We're going to have shorts popping off constantly. It is going to be the place to be for snaps, and we want to try to make it as big as we can. So we're going to need everybody on board for this. Uh, It's like Brian Kelly always talks about alignment, okay? We're going to need alignment to achieve our ultimate vision, and that's exactly what we're going to do.
Um, Aaron, Stephen A. Smith, on the way out here, was asking this this morning. Have you ever tasted your wife's breast milk? Yes. And what did you think of it? It's good. A little sweet. I like it. Isn't it crazy? It tastes yeah. like cereal milk. Yeah. Yeah. The only Delicious. thing that freaked me out, were you at all freaked out by the temperature? Because it is warm, right? It clearly just came out of another human being. Yes. No, no, no. I, I was well prepared knowing the fact that um, I help bottle feed the baby. So I've, I've kind of felt the milk. And yes, I, it's warm. Babies don't want cold milk. So it wasn't too can, can I take it one step too far? Probably and ask not. You For you, probably not. Question. Okay. Yes. Did you suckle directly from the teat when you tasted it? Um, the first time, no. But I mean, you know, it has happened during um, adult yeah. adult activities. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Hell yeah. Oh. Cool. Sweet. Snaps. Just a couple of Homelander boys here on Snaps. I mean, what do you want us to do, dude? Um. Yeah, I'm, dude, it might happen tonight for me too. Yeah, your boys oh, might get back in the swing tonight. We'll see. Hey, uh, tonight, yeah, tonight. antibiotics, right? It's good for you. Like if a baby gets sick, right? Isn't the mother's breast milk what's helped them not get sick yeah. at the end of the day? Yeah. Yes. You get the antibodies. The yeah. Oh, we should say too, maybe as a slight programming note, we'll probably keep more of this sort of talk towards the end as maybe like a little bonus for people who care about such frivolities. Whereas uh, we'll probably do a better job here going forward about kind of diving right into the meat, potatoes, college football takes at the beginning of the show. And then at the end, Aaron could tell us about how Maddox is like shit all over his bedroom and smeared on the walls or whatever <laughs> is the latest crazy gastrointestinal issue going on in the Murray household. <laughs> we're all good on that front there everything all good we're good yeah we're the butt's good the butt's good all right nice good nice, nice the miralax really helps kind of clean you out yeah now we just need our kids to stop walking up to random strangers and telling them to spank them bad look <laughs> on multiple different levels but both my kid and aaron's kid is doing that right now it's not uh. good like, spank me dad i need a spanking i need a sp no, no no you do not need a spanking kid Hugs and kisses. Oh. Hugs and kisses. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, hey, look, we we, we, we love y'all. We love y'all so much, man. Thank you to everybody hanging out with us. Thank you to everybody who, who listens, rate, review, and share with your friends. And we'll be back tomorrow with a brand new live episode of Snap. See you then. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network. Available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. 
Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.